Blog Talk Radio. Hello everyone, I'm Mel and welcome to another Empowered Love radio show. And today's radio show is going to be about boundaries. It's a question and answer show. And what I actually did is I put forward to Facebook wanting to know if people wanted to actually have any questions for this show. And the reason I did that is because the questions that I've been receiving over the last month have been pretty consistent with the questions that I've already been answering. So anyway, the overwhelming response has been about boundary setting. So that's been a really, really good thing to look at because I love talking about this and I've actually, I'm just a little bit puffed because I just ran into the house to check to see if the radio show was gone. I didn't actually hear the recording. So hopefully everything is transmitting fine. I think it is. So uh, I'm going to continue on anyway. Now, when we have a look at this, there's quite a few questions that came up on the Narcissistic Abuse Recovery page about boundaries. And it is a really, really interesting topic and it's one that I'm going to really love sharing with you and going through with you because it can be so confusing. So what I want to do is I want to break it down and make it clear and concise so that you can, and you might want to take some notes with this because it might really, really help you work this through. And the other thing you can do is a much more extended version of what I'm going to be talking about today. I actually do have an e-book, which is very comprehensive. There's a lot of information in it. And it's very, very specific about what boundaries are, how to do them, etc. So that might really help you detangle it as well. Okay, so setting boundaries. Boundaries are everything. They really are everything because really what they do is they just define who I am and who I'm not. And the thing is with boundaries, if you're not clear on who you are, life and other people can't be clear on who you are as well. So if you were to think about boundaries in our everyday life, we know that we lock our car, we know that we don't just let people walk into our house and help ourselves to our fridge and we know that our bank accounts are kept really secure. But yet, why is it to do with our emotional self? We've never understood boundaries or we haven't understood the importance of them or how to actually navigate them or do them. So with boundaries, I really do believe that it's not that people don't know what they should do. It's they're too scared to do what they know they should do. So boundaries often is not about... I don't know something's wrong or maybe I should be doing this or maybe I should be doing this. It's about I know I need to do this but I'm way too scared to do this. So most of the reasons why we have fear of setting boundaries, if we can condense them, we fear that if we speak up or if we say no or if we actually challenge something in a healthy way even, 
We fear that we might be abandoned if we're not just going along with other people. We may have a big fear of being criticised. We may have a fear of being attacked. Or we may have a fear of not appearing good enough or not appearing like somebody else would think we want them to appear like. They want us to appear like. So we didn't grow up understanding boundaries. That's absolutely for sure. It wasn't in curriculum and we weren't taught them. Which is really crazy because when you do start to break down boundaries and understand them and apply them to your life, you start to realize just how essential they truly are for your well-being. So the great thing about boundaries is when you actually do start to understand them, break them down, start implementing them, and you start getting them right in your life, everything in your life experience does change for the better. Because what happens is when you close your boundary holes, you'll notice that you start to trust yourself more and you're going to fear life and people much less. And fear is the culprit. Fear is the culprit that really destroys everything and creates everything in our life that we don't want to experience. So what happens is when your boundaries get a lot stronger and firmer, you lose fear, you start creating, you start expanding and you're going to start moving out and forward towards the life pursuits and relationships that really do serve you. Now, what definitely has happened is when you've been in a relationship with a narcissistic individual, you either didn't know how to set boundaries or even if you did, you didn't have a bottom line with your boundaries. And what happens is you got sucked into the manipulation of the narcissist not being accountable and blaming you and hitting you at a weak point that you weren't clear on. So I'll give you an example. And actually on my latest, uh, my second latest blog, a lady named Jack has been putting forward a lot of posts and I thank you so much, Jack. They've been really, really good. And actually um, there was one on the boundary article that she put there and she said that that comment, that boundary of saying when a narcissist projects onto you and they start blaming you for what's going on inside of them, that boundary of this is not my stuff, I'm not accepting that. In other words, it's saying, sorry, but this isn't mine, this is your stuff, this is yours to deal with, I'm not going to be held responsible for something that is your responsibility. That's a clear boundary. Now, as Jack said with that, it would lead to a barrage from her ex-narcissistic partner. Now, this is what you really need to understand. And this is for people that when you do define you're in a narcissistic relationship, a personality disordered relationship that isn't making sense, and one of the ways you're going to know that it's narcissistic or personality disordered is that this person is not going to take responsibility for their projections that they're putting at you. And I've certainly experienced the same dynamic and what will happen in that is that if you don't bite at the projections, which you often do because you feel like you're going crazy, um, and when you're getting the aggression and the lineup and the blames for the narcissist in a stuff, it's very, very easy to bite and to defend yourself and justify and try and fix and change it into being something safe. But when you actually do get clear with a boundary and say a firm no, to the narcissist and you say I'm not going to take responsibility for this stuff it's not mine 
because it's coming from an inner space from the narcissist of paranoia, their insecurities, they're in a torment. And what will happen when you put that down is it will escalate to another way to blame you. So it's wrong, it's uncaring, it's dismissive of you, you're a terrible partner for saying this isn't my stuff, this is your stuff. So, you know, manipulative individuals will turn that around to say, well, that's not how a relationship works, you're meant to be more caring, I can't handle you telling me it in that way. And then all of a sudden it will just be more blame coming at you because in short, the narcissist has no ability to self-reflect and no ability to observe how violating the projection was as per your reaction of saying no. And will simply up the ante and blame you further because the narcissist, he or she, is not going to take responsibility for healthy love and communication or owning their own stuff. So you really need to know that. And that was just an example of a simple boundary. What happens in narcissistic situations, it is a no-win situation. And it's no way to ever live your life. And this is why separation, no contact and moving on to create something much more vibrationally healthy is the only way you can go with it. So what happens is, and this is why we talk about no contact, this is why we talk about stop trying to make the narcissist accountable, stop trying to get um, justice, stop trying to get all of that because you're not going to get it. You're just going to get blamed and blamed and blamed every time for trying to push the narcissist back to taking accountability and responsibility for their behavior. It's just not going to work. So you do have to vibrationally separate yourself from the narcissist. And then the beautiful thing about that is you can start recreating your life in a way that you can live healthy boundaries. And you're not ever going to have to get enmeshed in narcissistic abuse again. So that sort of freedom is incredible. But when you get clear on working on you and creating life, director of it and the great thing is is you've got all of life to create it doesn't have to be certain individuals that just do not know how to cooperate healthily it's just not your reality so move on and create and that's what we're going to be talking about today is about how to do that what that is because some of the uh, questions that have come up in the, on the page in the group have been about, I don't want to know just about what the narcissist, I want to know about boundaries in everyday life. And that's a really, really good recognition because if you have actually been in a narcissistic relationship, chances are definitely that you've been struggling with boundaries and how to get boundaries right. And most people do. So I'm just going to share a couple of little stories with you that may help you give an understanding of boundaries. Okay, I remember years ago I had a girlfriend and she had this situation with a neighbour that was parking in front of her driveway, half her car, incessantly. It was happening nearly every day. And this girlfriend of mine, she'd come over to my house and we'd have coffee and she would just moan about it. She'd be saying, this woman, I can't believe she does that. I can't, you know, it's really hard. I've got to drive up over the nature strip to get my car up the driveway, etc., 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 etc. And she'd bang on about it constantly. And because I didn't have good boundaries at that stage, I'd just listen and listen and listen. And then eventually I said to her, why don't you just ask her to move her car? And her immediate response to that was, well, she should just know, right? Now that is an example of very, very poor boundary function okay 
very poor boundary function because whenever we look to the outside and just go, well, people should just know, that is a really powerless, victimized place to be in. And what it is saying is you're not speaking up. You're not, and if you're not going to speak your truth and you're not going to do it clearly and directly and walk your life like that, people are going to violate your boundaries because they're actually showing you, as life always does, life always shows us what we need to clean up and what we need to heal. So that was a classic, very simple example of that. Now, another example, which was mine, was I had another girlfriend who used to ring me up and dump, 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 all her woes, all her stuff, all her everything and now this was when I was a healer with bad boundary function so of course I'd been healing people every day that was the last thing I wanted to listen to so we'd go on and on and on and on and on and on and I'd get off the phone and I'd feel awful 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 my whole body was screaming at me this is healthy I'm not enjoying this experience it's bringing me down so when I did learn about boundaries I actually confronted this friend and I said to her her name look, I love you a lot. I know you're going through a hard time. I really don't want to live my life in negativity. I've got enough stuff going on in my own life. I would love to have positive conversations with you. And please, I do not want to hear any more of your negativity. It's not healthy for me. It's not healthy for you. So anyway, she got off the phone in a half. She was really upset. She felt very unsupported, all the normal stuff. A couple of days later, she rang me up and she thanked me for profusely for telling her that and giving her an opportunity to mirror back to her what she was actually doing. And from that point onwards, our relationship was so much more healthy. So this is the point about boundaries, is that it's actually about doing the right thing. It's about speaking truth. It's about honoring your vibration. It's about having the guts to do it. Because when you actually do that and you start living your life like that, not only do you serve yourself in beneficial, healthy, loving ways, you also serve all of life in healthy, beneficial, loving ways. Because you give life and others the opportunity to step up and to heal as well. And now she may not have done that. She may not have done that. You know, I'd understood boundaries enough that if she had have rung up and kept doing the same old program with me, I would have said to her, her name, I've drawn a line in the sand here, please. I only want to have positive conversations with you. If you're going to be negative, I have to hang up. And I mean that, literally. I knew that I needed to do that. Now, if she wasn't going to be a match for my reality, my chosen healthy reality, she would have moved on to somebody else that would have entertained her getting significance out of her victimhood which would have kept her stuck in a victim, which would have dumped on that person, okay, and given another person an opportunity to actually start honoring themselves and doing healthy boundaries. So whichever way it went, it didn't matter. And this is the thing about boundaries. When you're prepared to walk and be your truth and start living it authentically, you are going to lose people in your life. Absolutely you are. And what you're going to do is those people are going to drop out of your experience and people are going to come into your experience that match your new chosen vibration and what is real for you. So when we look at boundaries, so why don't we speak up when our body is screaming in discomfort? You could imagine from that example listening to somebody doing that day after day after day after day and not shifting and not taking responsibility and not doing anything but the same old stuff is going to feel like a lot of discomfort as it is living in situations that are against your integrity, 
that are against your vibration, that aren't the truth of the way you want to live your life. It's going to hurt. It's going to feel painful. It's going to be discomfort. And the thing is, we can make a host of excuses about not speaking up and not being our truth. We can blame everything around us. We can say, that person's not going to hear me. They're going to have a go at me. They're not going to get it. That's not going to make any difference. We can do all of that. But the truth of the matter is, speaking up and creating boundaries is our responsibility. It's nobody else's. It's ours. And it's our responsibility to explain and state the truth of our life because people are not mind readers. So if we're to take the tact of they should just know or it's not going to make any difference or what's the point, that's a victimized and powerless model. And truly, if you're not clear about you, if you're not prepared to be integrity and truth and walk it clearly, how is anybody else going to honor you? Truth of the matter is they're not going to. Now, you may have noticed that, and I am putting into, because this came out of the narcissistic group, I am putting some narcissistic information in there as well, which felt right. So you may have noticed that narcissistic individuals seem to have very strong boundaries. Now, on the surface, it might look like that. So because you know if according to their version of life and love, you violate them, the explosions, the punishment, and the zero tolerance happen very, very quickly. Or what will happen is the bottling, the sitting on it, and then the punishment will happen. So now what can happen if you're stuck in your primal fears, your fears of abandonment, fears of attack, fears of confrontation, fear of not being loved, all of those sorts of things, you may try to neutralize, apologize, take responsibility for what you've apparently done. And you might hand more and more and more pieces of yourself over that go against your integrity. And what will obviously happen is if you get stronger with that and stand up in integrity, well, then you're actually going to get into fights with that. You're going to get further blame for that. It's just not going to work. You're not living your integrity and it's just not working. So when you get stronger, you realize, and when you can create distance and no contact and come back to yourself, you can really realize that you can stop fighting, trying to fix, pathological accusations, one-upmanship every time you try to protect yourself from narcissistic wrath and abuse and bullying and you can simply let go and walk towards creating a healthy life with healthy individuals who are not personality disordered. It's just a much better way to go. So narcissists don't have healthy boundary function even though they have zero tolerance to what they believe isn't right and seem to be willing to lose it all to get it all because their behavior is so outrageous and so destroying of a relationship. It, it really is as if they don't care about the relationship because narcissists act without sort of consequence. They really, really do. So it would look like, you know, they're just going to live their truth regardless. But they don't have healthy boundary function, okay? They're not aligned in integrity truth. They're not honoring their vibration in healthy ways and they're not taking responsibility for their vibration and what they're actually doing is pathologically projecting onto you and creating lies and diversions and anything possible to make it your fault. So they're not being real and honest about their needs. They don't trust themselves, hence why they commonly resort to pathological lies and they have no ability to create trust and ways. 
because with the narcissist, the enemy within becomes the enemy without, has to be projected outwards and you're always going to be the scapegoat. So of course, absolutely, if you're in a narcissistic relationship, you've got your own stuff to deal with. You're not perfect. And you certainly degenerate to levels where you're far from perfect because you get mind-bended. But be very, very, very clear. There are things happening in your relationship that are absolutely unacceptable, that are absolutely abusive and they are not your responsibility and they're not your stuff and they're not your reality. So stop trying to take responsibility for it and stop trying to fix it and stop trying to hang on to it. It's not your stuff. Gone. So in order to create healthy boundaries, you've got to let go of all of that stuff and you need to become what you want to achieve. So therefore, you've got to get very, very clear on what you want. Now, the hugest problem that I see happen so often is this, and this is where people go so wrong. They know what they don't want, but they actually don't know what they do want. Now, you may think that by knowing what you don't want, that you do know what you want. Now, when I say know what you want, what I mean by that is feel it, be aligned with it, walking it, be truthful in it, okay? Be that. Be that example of what you want, okay? Because if you're focused on what you don't want, you are going to attract it, you're going to create it, you're going to make it be a big part of your life and before you know it, you're going to be rolling around in it, struggling with it, fighting it again. So a really good thing that you can do and make a note of this is most people know what they don't want, okay? If you don't know how to feel into what you do want, write a list of what you don't want Right, the polar opposite of what you do want, start being it, feeling it, living it. Okay? Because whether or not, or if a relationship is narcissistic, it's narcissistic. Okay? It, that it just is. We qualify it, we get out, we move on. We create healthy relationships. But even in a relationship that's not narcissistic, if you are continually focused on what you don't want instead of promoting what you do want, before you know it, you're going to be rolling around, manifesting, creating what you don't want. So you still need to get your focus off fixing, changing, altering, and just becoming, okay? Now, you might think that leaves you really vulnerable and it leaves you open to abuse and all those sorts of things. It actually doesn't. And that's a myth of the ego. The myth of the ego is... I have to keep focused on what I don't want. I've got to keep looking out for it. I've got to keep pulling it up. I've got to be, okay, because I don't want to experience that again. And then what's happened is, is your whole vibration has become what you don't want. And that's all you're going to get. So we have to understand that everything in life exists. You've got the good, the terrible. You've got everything in between. Okay? Now, it's not your job to go out in a life and eliminate the terrible and make it good. It's not your job. What is your job is to choose vibrationally, consciously, what you want to create in your life, where your attention is, where your vibration is, where your feeling is, where your creation is. That's what you're going to create. And it's certainly not life's job to decipher what to bring to you. Life can't decipher what to bring to you. Life is unconditionally giving and loving to you. Life simply says to you, wherever you're at, whatever your vibration is, is exactly what I'm going to deliver you. Nothing more, nothing less. It's not life's job. It's your job. You are life. So how do you choose it? You choose it by being it, stating it, walking it, living it, 
and saying no and leaving alone to what clearly is not your reality. So it's like this stream of life comes towards you and you say yes to that and you say no to that and you say yes to that and you say no to that and you stay aligned with your integrity and your truth and you walk it responsibly with honesty and that's how you create what you want. So in answer to one of the questions that came up regarding men that don't respect friendship and taking time in a relationship first, now this is a really, really interesting thing because I really, really relate to this at the moment. You know, I've had a similar experience just recently. So the lovely lady that, that posted this, I hope this really, really helps you. So what it's about is getting clear on what you want. So you don't want your focus on, I don't want men that are pushy, arrogant, aggressive, um, adulterous, um, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I don't want those sorts of men. You don't want to put your focus on that. You know you don't want them. You want, what do you want? You've got to get clear about what you want and establish healthy boundaries around that. So what you want is you want to get to know some, somebody over time. You want to establish a healthy connection with that person on a multitude of levels. You want to know that person's integrity. You want to know if the actions meet the words. You want to know if they're going to be a healthy partner option for you before jumping into bed with them. And that is reasonable. That's healthy. That's exactly how healthy relationships are definitely created. And that's what you want. You want to take your time. You would not rush into buying a house or a car without an inspection or without a test drive or a mechanic go over. You just wouldn't do it. And you don't want to jump into a relationship at that level, a sexual level, before you know this person, if you respect and honour yourself and have good boundaries. So you're very, very clear about that. So when you're meeting people in a relationship sense, that's what you express. That's what you state. That's what you walk as truth. That's what you put down as your reality. It may not be their reality, but it's definitely your reality. Now, an experience that I had just recently was a relationship opportunity with somebody who really expected or wanted, I don't want to waste time, I just want to jump in. I just want to, and my answer to that is, well, no, that's not who I am. That's not the truth of my life. That's not how I create relationships. It's not what I want to do. You know, a relationship to me is a very, very serious life partner experience. It's not some sort of random potluck experience. And, you know, anyway, this person wasn't up for that. And that's cool. That was really, really cool. Because what got left from that is both of us got to live our truth. He wanted immediate hookup. I didn't. And by stating my truth, he was free to live his reality and pursue experiences that would be that. And just as I was free to attract and create mine. So, you know, and there was no angst, no hard feelings. It's just exactly the way it was. So when we're clear about this stuff, clear about our truth we just walk it we be it and we say no to well no that's not for me okay and it's not about well you should be this or you should be that or you know why can't you think like this it's not like that at all it's just well this is the way I am okay if that's not your truth that's fine that's okay doesn't need to be so when we are clear about living being and speaking truth we're actually not going to get people in our experience, who help us with that clarity, they're not going to enforce our boundaries and help us with them. We're actually going to attract people who violate and push our boundaries. So that's exactly that experience that was going on for that lady that 
put that question forth on uh, the Narcissistic Abuse Recovery Group. Now, what's happening is she said that, you know, I'm getting these men, and she's a very attractive lady. I can understand why it happens, but she's getting these men that are just constantly pushing the boundaries, and that's why whatever we're getting on the outside of us is showing us what we need to firm up on the inside. So she needs to firm up her reality, her alignment, her truth, and live it, and live it, and state it, and be it, and just say, well, look, you know, you might want that, but I'm not for that. That's not who I am. That's not what I do. You know, so you can take that or leave that. Um, match me here or don't be with me. Don't try. That's not going to happen. You know, so once you do that and get clear and, and don't be, but we have to, you know, if you look at, okay, that's my boundary, that's what I need to state. And then if you look at and feel into, why aren't I doing that? Why aren't I doing that? And there can be a host of belief systems that are actually compromising it. So it might be, well, I might scare men off. Um, you might have beliefs, well, men don't wait to establish healthy relationships. They don't honor women enough. There could be a ton of belief systems that you have that are compromising you being and walking that truth. So what you've got to do is get out your journal, get out your pen and your paper, feel into it. Why am I too scared to say that? You know, maybe I could never say no to my father. You know, because our father can often be our experience with men. Maybe my father would never take no for an answer when I wouldn't do something for him or I wouldn't say something the way he wanted it to, to be said or whatever else. So dig into that, feel into that, and just writing about it and reframing it. And it may be something like, I'm not that powerless little girl anymore. You know, I am the truth of my soul creating the vibration that attracts into my experience a match for who I am. And reframe it. So dig out your fears about your boundaries and about your realities, you know, and reframe them and then be determined to walk them, knowing that this person that just showed up in your experience, that's not all that is. That's just one tiny speck out of the whole availability of life. You're an unlimited being. You have all of life to play with. You don't have to try and change an unmakeable deal into a makeable deal in order to be happy and fulfilled. You know, you are happy and fulfilled. And when you walk and be that truth to yourself, you're just going to create more of that vibration. It's about losing your fear so that you can just be a clean vibration of what you want to achieve. And you have to be in integrity. You've got to be in truth. You know, and we have that experience with false self people. False self people are pathological they're not that's the narcissistic experience what is that showing to you it's showing you you weren't firm enough in your truth that's why you've received a pathological experience you haven't been clear enough so we all need to take responsibility to create high emotional intelligence and high emotional intelligence is i'm prepared to accept me be me know what i want be very honest about it, be very clear about it and be able to reject something that is going to compromise that so that I clear the space because every time you say no to something that isn't your truth, you actually open up a vibrational void and space and energy to attract in what is more to your truth. So that's why it's very important to get out of the focus of what you don't want and get into the focus of what you do want. 
because boundaries are not about bending other people to your way of thinking, your integrity or your values. They either are or they're not, okay? And within the narcissistic experience, how many times do you have to see behavior that is pathological, that is not in truth, that is not in integrity? You know, and once you're dealing with that sort of level of pathological lies, twists, turns, diversions, paranoias, whatever, abuse, you're not, you're not going to change it. That's who that person is at an inner core level and that's not your reality. So it's not about turning people around to your truth. It's about being your truth, walking it, and then you're going to gain the responses from life as to whether or not something or somebody is a match for what is real for you. And you must remember, actions speak much louder than words. Okay, absolutely they do. It's great to hear the words and they resonate. Okay, but the actions are going to tell the truth. And if the actions are not aligned with who you are and your integrity, well, then it's not a match. So you're going to see if people have the capability to match your chosen truth. And if they don't match your values, who you are, or your beliefs about life and self, let them go. Not your reality. You know, now if these are non-crucial relationships, such as people you work with, um, extended family members or whatever else, you know, you can detach and go, okay, well, that's their way they operate. I'm not taking it on. It's not my stuff. It's not my reality. But, you know, I can, I can exist with them in the lunchroom. I can whatever. I just detach. It's like, okay, whatever. You know, and it doesn't have to affect me, my vibration, my truth, the way I conduct and be my life. It doesn't need to. However, in your most crucial relationship, which is a love relationship, everything is on the line there. Your heart, your life, your destiny, everything. So you've got to get really, really clear on what is your truth. And you've got to be very, very focused on creating and protecting what is your truth. Because it's nobody else's job to provide that for you. It's your job to provide that for yourself. So what I want to do is I want to give you a little bit of a rundown on how to do boundaries and as I said, you know, in my ebook, there's an enormous amount of information about this, which really, really helps create it as an understanding for you. But you know, boundaries. And just actually, before I go into that, I just, I just another example's come to mind, so I'm going to use it. You know, um, and I had to apply this in my own life with my own son at one stage. You know, we may all have problems with difficult kids that they're going through stages in their life and it's not working and they're a mess or they're getting into the wrong crowds or the wrong things or whatever else they're doing, you know, and as parents, that can be really, that really, really affects us badly. And what we can do in those situations and we can do it in other areas of our life too is we start to try and prescribe and let control. And prescribing, lecturing, controlling actually never does work. You know, the human nature wants to be free. The human nature is not going to kowtow to that. It's going to rebel against that. So it just doesn't work. And what happens is whenever we do that is that person feels less understood, 
Um, they're not going to take responsibility. They're actually going to blame you. The same can happen for, say, a woman who's living with an alcoholic and she starts taking him to all these AA meetings and she monitors him and, you know, she's always hypervigilantly watching him. Now, as soon as he has a slip, the first thing he's going to do is turn around and blame her. You know, I drink because of you. And he was going to hold her responsible. That's not a healthy boundary. Healthy boundaries don't work that way. Prescribing, lecturing, controlling has never changed anybody. We can actually only ever change ourselves and create our own energy statement. We cannot change anybody else. We have no power to. Anything outside of us is outside our centre of influence. It's impossible. So you need to know that. So when... We're setting boundaries, uh, say for example, you know, with the child is, and I read a wonderful book once which was about boundaries and it was about, uh, I can't remember the name of the book, but um, this mother and this father went in to see a therapist and said, our son is doing this, our son is doing this, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And um, the therapist was fabulous. He turned around and he actually said to them, well, your son actually doesn't have a problem. And they're like, What? What do you mean he doesn't have a problem? And uh, the developer said to them, well, the way I see it, let's say your son had a property next door. His, his grass is green, his flowers are blooming, and yours is just your grass is brown, your flowers are dying, everything's deteriorating. And they're like, what do you mean? And the therapist said, well, he hasn't got a problem. He's got a roof over his head, he gets food, food on his table, he's got money in his pocket, he can do whatever he wants. Because you keep enabling him. You keep letting him be like that. Whereas you just get more and more demented, more and more hurt, more and more emptied out, and you're in more and more pain. So you guys have got the problem. He hasn't got the problem. And it was really true because these people did not understand boundaries. So they were allowing their son to keep taking drugs, keep getting drunk, not get a job, not pay his way, and... His life was going fine. So boundaries are not about, and, the, and of course, they were trying to fix him, change him, lecture, prescribe, blah, blah, blah. And what they actually learned was to draw some lines in the sand with him, which is, you know, you have a deadline. You have to get a job or you have to get your own place. You have to stand on your own two feet. We're not going to enable you anymore. We're not going to wash. We're not going to cook. We're not going to do anything. You know, and amazing things happen when people have to go into survival and existence. Incredible things happen. The human spirit will actually stand up and get going. And it's the same with the alcoholic. You know, when a woman with an alcoholic says, you touch another drop and we're done, it's fully his responsibility. She doesn't have to monitor him. She'll know if he drinks again. And if she's got a bottom line which says, okay, out or I leave, it's done, that's it. And that's going to give him the best possible circumstance to heal. And there actually have been alcoholics that have, of course, slipped and fallen, which is really quite inevitable. Then that's happened. She's meant it. She's moved out or he's moved out and she's held that line and she's like, well, unless you can be an, a, a recovered alcoholic who doesn't drink, who can prove that, not by what you're saying because it's absolute reality, well, then we can have a relationship. Many an alcoholic has recovered from that boundary, but they certainly don't from her trying to fix him and change him. So in essence, what that wife is saying She's saying, my reality is to live with an alcohol, in an alcohol-free environment, 
with a non-alcoholic partner. That's my reality. You're either going to step up and become that or you're not. Really, whichever way you go is your choice. But my choice is to live like this. That's a boundary. That's a boundary that works. So, you know, and, and for everybody out there suffering narcissistic abuse or the aftermath of it or you're in it, you need to establish your truth. You want to live with a healthy, sane individual who has got a personality that's ordered healthily who is not a pathological liar or an abuser. That's it. That's your reality. Okay? So you know if they're narcissistic, they're not going to become that. They're not. So walk your truth. Be your truth. And all of life is going to serve you if you do that. Okay, so if we look at boundaries, how boundaries happen. Now what happens is before a boundary needs to take place is you're going to get a painful charge. You're going to get a painful signal. Now that's actually signaling to you. Your emotions tell you there's a boundary violation. Something is something's not right. Something's not right and you're going to feel it. Now you could be having these moments with yourself, okay? And we can actually have boundary violations that we create within ourselves because what we're doing is we're focused on what we don't want and the pain of it instead of being in the focus and the creation of what we do want. And that's going to hurt. Or you're in a situation where you're receiving something you don't want that is not in alignment with your true self and you're going to get a painful signal. So then what happens is when you get that painful signal, now it's either going to be you doing it to yourself or you're receiving it from the outside, is you need to stop, you need to detach from reacting and you need to fully take responsibility for that feeling. Absolutely. It's your feeling, it's your responsibility, it's nobody else's. So, by ta And that can be very hard to do in the moment. We can all slip with that 100%. And if you're caught up in insanity, you're more than likely going to slip with it because you're not in your power center, which is an even greater reason why you need to get away from that sort of stuff. Okay, so what you can do is you take responsibility, observe and feel the feeling without reacting, and you ask yourself, what is this about? Am I doing this to myself? Is this my own insecurity? Am I focused on the things that hurt instead of being my truth and being that focus? Or am I receiving something from the outside that doesn't feel right that I need to speak up about? So for example, you know, in those dating examples where that lady was receiving pushy men that weren't respecting her, that's definitely, she's feeling that from the outside it's uncomfortable, it's not a truth and that's why it's sticking out as an example and not feeling right. So what you have to do is in that moment where you're creating that gap and you're detaching and you're feeling into it and you ask yourself, what is this feeling about? This is my feeling. I own it. What's this about? Okay, and if you listen to yourself, you're going to get the answer. Now then, you're in full responsibility. Okay, you're in your power center. You're in responsibility. So step number three is, what is your truth on this? What is your truth? So you can establish your truth and you can affirm it to yourself. Then you know you need to walk it, you need to be it. So in that situation with those guys, and I used to do this years ago, if you just go all squirmy and you go all passive on it and or even passive aggressive or you react or um, I would more sort of like just try and give off the go away signals rather than speak up. 
Okay, now what happens if you're not speaking and walking truth and being it, life's just going to keep delivering the same stuff over and over and over again until you get that calm, clear clarity going and you just start being and walking truth. So what is your truth? So when you know what your truth is, do courage, do the right thing. Stop making excuses for not doing it. Stop blaming other people for not doing it. What is your truth? Talk it, speak it, be it. Put it out there. Now, step number four, detach from being validated or understood. Okay? It's not about that. You don't have to be validated or understood to have, have a great boundary. In fact, the other person may not get it. It may not be their reality. They may not even get where you're coming from. That's okay. You're just not a match. That's all right. You have your reality, I'll have mine, and we'll go and create separate universes. That's all good. You know, all right? So you know. So there is never any harm in just speaking your truth about who you are, about what you want, about what's right for you. Because if that person can't meet you at that level, they're just not for you. And, you know, maybe they can. Maybe they can. And maybe if you hadn't made a whole heap of excuses that they're not going to get it or whatever else, maybe you've robbed yourself of an opportunity. But there's no opportunity lost when you're just being truthful and you're just being real because it's either going to be right or it's not. And if it's not, well, that's fine. That's okay. We're just not a match. We don't go any further. And detach from a particular outcome. Okay? You don't need a particular outcome from the outside of yourself. You are the outcome. You are the truth. You are the reality. So what's going to happen is things that aren't your reality are going to start dropping out of your experience and things that are your reality are going to start walking into and entering your experience. And then you get to be and live the fulfillment of what's real for you and what your integrity and what your truth is. So, you know, in short, boundaries are about doing courage, they're doing the right thing. They're about exposing and being and living the truth and the integrity of yourself to all of life because then you're going to receive it. You're going to create and be the match. And that's what we all need to understand. It's very basic law of attraction. You cannot, nothing will come to you. Anything that comes to you is what you're being. So you need, you need to become something for what you want to come. You have to address it on an inner level. You have to be that integrity. You know, and what can be really, really beautiful is I had a client not long ago and, you know, she was like in this sort of on-off relationship that really wasn't exclusive and committed and she hadn't established that level of integrity at the beginning of it. And she was actually very, very truthful to this guy. You know, I've fallen in love with you. This is how I feel. This is how I want to live my life, committed exclusively. And he was like, well, I can't give you that. Now, the great thing about that, and she was empowered enough to know that this wasn't about when she did that and had the guts to do that, that this wasn't about getting a particular outcome. This was about living her truth. So he's now moved out of her experience, and now what can happen is that she's going to move forward into relationships, establishing right from the word go, exclusivity, commitment, I'm deserving of that, and she can live authentically. And if then somebody else isn't her authentic truth, then she can leave that as well and she can keep moving until she does receive her authentic truth. So I really, really hope, hope that this helps you. And boundaries are everything. They change everything in life. They really, really do. And look, after the narcissistic experience that I had, 
Um, it changed so much for me. Absolutely, there's been aspects in my life where I've flipped back again and gotten into patterns where my boundaries aren't firm and they're not real. And the outsider showed me that experience again, you know. So, but what I love about all of it is that it's all about growth. It's all about journey. We're so unlimited. We're so the creator. And we just get to get better and better at it and we get to go back to the mistakes and we get to pick them up and we we get to get out of the mind fog and see stuff clearly and really know that, you know, we are the creator, we are the attractor, we can absolutely be focused on what we want and we can create that powerfully and beautifully in our lives and do it through integrity and truth. And I love that. I really love that. So that's a really, really exciting journey to be on and um and it's just so exciting to not you know be involved in what you're not because we're life we're everything so i hope this helps you and you know if this inspires you i really believe it should because boundaries are so crucial they define your entire life experience they really do you know, have a look up, have a check out on my website and have a look at www.melanietoniaevans.com and in my ebook section, and it's only $15, so it might be the best $15 you've ever spent in your life, but there is a full extensive boundary ebook that you can go through, you can sit there with pen and paper, you can, you know, relate it to your life, you can reframe things, you can get clear, you can get empowered, and you can start creating your authentic truth because that's what life's all about, losing the fear, gaining the inspiration, and being what you want to attract and create and maintain in your life. And it's all beautiful when you do that. So that's it from me and lots of love, everybody. And I hope the group enjoyed and I hope I answered your questions and we'll be able to get to post about it and talk about it um, on the Facebook page anyway. So... Bye-bye, and I'll be talking to you next week. Lots of love.